Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning into Benzinga's daily Stocks Watch podcast, a place where each trading day you can get at least five trading ideas for your day, for the week. We're at the end of a week here, so maybe some of these ideas carry over into this next week. Maybe you just use them for today. Today is Friday the 13th, January 13th. 2023 spooky friday but hopefully it won't be spooky for your portfolio ladies and gentlemen again we got a darn good list today you know some days making the stocks to watch list just isn't that easy this week it's been like easy it's just like stocks rolling off the tongue we got another good list here for you today i think you ladies and gentlemen are gonna like our list let's bring in mike what's going on mike how's your friday the 13th going Heck yeah, Brenty. It's a, uh, it's yeah, it's not too spooky. You know, there's no snow. There's nothing crazy going on yet. And we got uh, MLK Day on Monday, so market holiday coming up. So a little, little restful you. weekend. You know. Thank you for that, sir. The stock market will be closed on Monday to uh, observe the MLK Day holiday. Oh, you're not observing it. It is on that day. Stock market will be closed all day. We'll be back with Tuesday. We'll be back with you on Tuesday, folks. Uh, Mike, you, I noticed you had to turn your light on behind you. Is it like all gloomy in, in new England? That's observant, man. Yeah, it is. It is totally overcast. Uh, usually I get enough natural light. I got kind of big windows right here to coming in. It looks nice. And now today is like, nope, I got to put on the big, uh, the big crazy lightsaber light behind me. (laughs) I like it. You look nice. Anyways, I noticed because I had to do the same. It's like, it's like the grayest of grays in Detroit. I'm looking out my window over here and it's like a gray day in Detroit, but it'll be a, it'll be a green day for your portfolio, ladies and gentlemen. Let's stay optimistic. Why not? Why yeah. not? All right, folks, we're going to give you a real quick preview of the list that we have today. It's going to take like 20 seconds and then we're going to jump into each of our stocks a little bit further. Right now it is Uh, A few minutes before 10 a.m. Eastern time, we're going to have you out the door by like 10, 10 a.m. Eastern time or so, about 10 or 15 minutes, and you can get on with your trading day. You're going to have some good trading ideas, maybe some good investing ideas. If you don't think you have either of those, I can guarantee you're going to get some good knowledge, maybe a good little educational segment here to potentially use later in your investing and trading January. Our first stock to watch for the day is Apple AAPL, stock to watch number two, Netflix NFLX, number three is Wendy's WEN, stock to watch number four is Palo Alto Networks PANW, and our last stock to watch for the day is going to be our momentum name, Blue Apron APRN. What is going on with Apple today to round out this week, Mike? Let's kick it off, man. Apple, whenever you see Apple, it's almost always at the front of our stocks to watch. It's always a front runner because it's so big in the markets. And this is a a great way to play declining consumer sentiment over the last few months. And we had some really cool and interesting analysis from Rosenblatt uh, in a research note. And they highlighted some survey results that they did, which essentially described how consumers were impacted from September through December, using Apple products as kind of the proxy. Uh, And so some of the result findings were, quote from from Rosenblatt, our December 20th survey of over a thousand census representative U.S. adults found 
that 25% intending to or had already having purchased an iPhone 14 below the 29%. So essentially what they're saying is that less people were planning on or had already bought an iPhone 14. And then further, that those who were intending to buy or already had back in September, 44% uh, said they were going to or wanted the priciest model, the iPhone 14 Pro Max, but that dropped to 34% in December. Mm. And this is, you know, we were just talking about this a little before, a little behind the scenes content here. Uh, but just talking about how, you know, a lot of people, it's amazing the number 44% were just automatically going for the priciest model. Yeah. And that's kind of that's kind of emblematic of Apple. You know, people are very loyal. We'll go for the newest phone. We'll go for the priciest newest phone. But that's that's heading downward. And I think that's a good indicator on the overall economy. Absolutely. You know, take take away here for Apple. Certainly. Yes. But I think more so a takeaway for the consumer in general. Let's go back to, you know, September 20th. It just turned to fall. The consumer spending environment at the end of summer, beginning of fall was a lot different. Like me just thinking back to it, I'm like, wow, that was, you know, quite a different environment going from almost half of the people that were buying, planning to buy an iPhone, buying the priciest model now to like around a third. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty revealing if you ask me. And amid this survey, Rosenblatt cutting their estimates on Apple, uh, their sales estimates by about 12%, cutting their earnings per share estimates by about 18%. And here's an interesting comment. I don't think this is, you know, anything super dynamic or surprising, but Rosenblatt calling for the current investor sentiment in Apple for their upcoming quarter, which is going to be at the beginning of February, they're calling it already investors perceiving it as a quote, throwaway quarter. So something to keep in mind, we're definitely going to alert you to Apple's upcoming earnings in the podcast later than right now. But, you know, just a really early heads up that maybe investors are kind of already like dismissing this quarter from Apple. That's going to be happening in the beginning of February. Stock to watch number two, ladies and gentlemen, is Netflix NFLX. The earnings train is coming down the tracks next week. Netflix is going to be reporting on Thursday of, ne- of next week. Uh, Netflix has historically reported right after the closing bell. That's right around 4.01 p.m. Eastern time. Pro.Benzinga.com. That's our Benzinga, Benzinga's premium trading analysis and news platform. If you tune into the news feed, if you tune into the Squawk service, if you tune into our calendar, you're going to be able to see those Netflix earnings within a few seconds of when they're coming out. Uh, again, on Thursday of next week after the close, checking out the estimates really quickly. Analysts are expecting earnings per share of about 44 cents on sales around 7.8 billion. Remember that subscribers is also a really important number when it comes to Netflix results, maybe even more important than the earnings per share or the sales figures. And Netflix also, as a heads up folks, Netflix also does always give guidance for their quarters. So that is maybe even more important than the past quarter. So when you see these headlines, when you hear the squawks start rolling in, yes, you want to focus on the last quarter that they're reporting, but right away, kind of like pivot to consider how the company's guidance is looking for next quarter. And if you remember us talking about Roblox, uh, you know, not too long ago there, 
that user number is pretty equivalent to that subscriber number for yep. a streamer like Netflix. So really crucial if you're invested in Netflix to keep keep aware of that monthly subscriber number. And if you're not, you know, maybe you're in Disney, maybe you're in another streaming service, or maybe you're just kind of looking at the industry and pulling some information from it. Great, great number to watch there. And like we said, Brenty, the guidance is so important for Netflix. Ticker number three, we've got Wendy's, ticker W-E-N, when. I like that. I like the uh, <laughs> the, the sound of a, of a ticker like that. And this is kind of a dividend play here that they just doubled their quarterly dividend this morning from 25 to 50 cents per share. And that's a big, you don't see that yeah. very often, especially in kind of the consumer fast food market. That is sure. not common at all. And they announced a really, really tasty uh, $500 million buyback plan. Tasty for investors. If you're shorting Wendy's, maybe it tastes a little sour, a little rotten. But, <laughs> but that's some uh, some good news for investors at Wendy's. Yeah, like, you know, kind of Wendy's kind of popping up as, as a dividend play here. Suddenly, you know, 25 cents per share wasn't bad. That was like a 2% dividend yield. But doubling that dividend up to 50 cents, it's now over 4% dividend yield. That is like, you know, bam, suddenly Wendy's is kind of like a nice little dividend play here. And where this news is popping up is probably one of the top 10 hedge fund managers in the world. Nelson Peltz of Tryon was, who's a big investor, has been a big investor in Wendy's for quite some time, wanted to review the company's operations and management, I think a year or two ago. And that review is now completed and these shareholder payout actions, the dividend and the buyback are kind of like a couple of the results of that review. Nelson Peltz in this news here this morning gave a nice little comment. He said, quote, try and believe strongly in the futures of Wendy's is confident in the company's growth plans and is strongly supported of the capital allocation strategy announced today. Try and believe the company is well positioned to deliver significant long term value for shareholders and looks forward to continuing to work with the board and leadership team to do so. Wendy's also gave some guidance here this morning. The guidance was kind of like mixed. They gave quarterly guidance that was a little better than expected. They gave fiscal year guidance that was a little worse than expected. And real quick, I just wanted to talk about buybacks in general. I think a lot of investors understand, you know, the 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 importance when a buyback is announced. I'm not sure so many investors understand why buybacks are announced. And when a buyback is announced, it's giving management discretion to use a, num a number that they've set for the buyback, go out of their own discretion and decide when they want to buy shares. So this is management effectively going, oh no, the stock has been falling, but that means shares are on sale. We want to buy some here. And so it's doing a couple of things. It's showing management, it's showing investors where management thinks the stock is cheap. Maybe you take a cue from management. Also, it's creating buying pressure in the market. Management is actually going out there in the market and buying shares on their own. And what you'll hear a lot of talking heads say about buybacks in general is that it can create a little bit of a floor in a stock. Maybe management sets a level where they don't want the stock to fall below and they're going to keep going and buying shares back in the market. So after a company announces a buyback, look at the chart and see if you can make a call on when you think management might be stepping in and buying some shares. 
Let's keep it rolling here with our fourth stock to watch. It's Palo Alto Networks, P-A-N-W. I saw a research note from Morgan Stanley here this morning. Morgan Stanley is cautious on cybersecurity over the near term. However, Palo Alto is their top pick in the space, and they are favorable on Palo Alto right here. A quick little comment from Morgan Stanley on Palo Alto. We believe Palo Alto's positioning as a next-gen platform consolidator is stronger than it's ever been. That is quite a dramatic comment, if you ask me, ladies and gentlemen. And in addition to uh, Palo Alto, behind Palo Alto, Morgan Stanley's second favorite pick is Fortinet, that's ticker FTNT, and then CrowdStrike, CRWD, with this call on Palo Alto and Fortinet and CrowdStrike here this morning. On the other side of things, Morgan Stanley downgraded shares of Zscaler, that's ticker ZS. They downgraded shares of Tenable, TENB, and they also downgraded shares of Sentinel, that's Sentinel-1, that's ticker S. When you see sell-side analysts making these kind of polarizing calls, on an entire sector. They really like these names in a sector and they really don't like these names in a sector. These are kind of the dramatic moments that you wanna focus on folks. You can see, you know, maybe you even think about a little pair trade here in the cybersecurity space. Maybe you go long Palo Alto and you short Zscaler. I'm just giving that as an example, not my recommendation or anything, but those are kind of the moments that you look for, for maybe like a way to double some exposure in a space like cybersecurity. And it seems like we've seen Palo Alto become somewhat of a favorite among the institutional side. Um, there's been a lot of kind of positive, even in the last five years, they've seemed to really kind of cut ahead of the pack in, in different ways. And I've, I loved, I was invested in Palo Alto for a little bit and I sold, I'm not okay. currently uh, an owner right now, but sure. they got an interesting model. And I think that they have, like Morgan Stanley was saying, they have a lot of uh, integrated capabilities that not everyone in the industry has. Um, I think they're a solid play. Cyber security, you know, by most bets is still going to be just becoming more and more important as an industry as time goes sure. on. So definitely a, a sector to watch. Ticker number five, we've got Blue Apron, ticker APRN, <laughs> A-P-R-N, a play on a high short interest penny stock, which moved over the $1 level as of this morning. And the Benzinga Pro News Desk team, that's all of us here, we couldn't really find anything. Uh, so this is a classic momentum play. And short interest was near about 30%. So, you know, possible... I love when people start talking about the short interest and talking about a short squeeze and things like that. Who knows what's going to happen with it? But now we're up to 122 on the morning. So definitely a move today. Also a low float name too. Around, I'm looking at the Benzinga Pro details tool on screen right now, around 22 million shares in the issues float. That's not like super low floaty, but it definitely is in low float territory. And keep in mind, folks, that short interest isn't updated on like a daily basis. So the data that we're looking for, looking at uh, that shows about 30% of Blue Apron's float is short. That might be from a couple weeks ago. That might be from like last week. It could be much higher now, especially given the squeeze that the stock has seen over like the last couple of days. Shares were up like around uh, 12 or 13%, I think yesterday. And we're up about 30% here around the 120 level or so at last check. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to wrap it up for us for this week. Unfortunately, I know you guys and gals are going to miss us over the weekend, but we'll be back on Tuesday. I hope everyone has a lovely long weekend. Enjoy that three-day weekend. Maybe get out there on Monday and have a little fun, or maybe just lay on the couch all day. Who knows? All right, folks, <laughs> we'll be back with you next week. Happy have a great Friday, weekend, everyone. <laughs> Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now, and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today.